Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com And this is episode 245 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast to do about the art in things with me co-host little Dennis and little Dennis is with us today and this one here is going to be another dump and doodle where I do like a brain dump and some doodling so little Dennis is going to get us into this one So before we actually get into this one, today is the 8th of December, with the day of recording the podcast, and it's time for another advent calendar. So look, Dennis is going to get this one out, and it says, have a magical Christmas. And we've got a little star. Pop! Look, Dennis would eat these. It's amazing how that little bit of chocolate is just enough. It's sort of not, but it is. It leaves you wanting more, but it's just enough to be nice. To feel sort of satisfied. So I'm the most unprepared I've been for the podcast in ages. (laughs) What I did this morning was at work... I wrote a few things down on a on a piece of what's it called blue roll like tissue paper thing and what I thought was farts I'm going to talk about farts I'm going to talk about the moon's light because walking to work this morning the moon was so bright so I'm going to talk about that I'm going to talk about dreams but I'm not sure where that's going to go and I'm also going to talk about nature. And I had the strangest thought this morning. Oh, there's something else as well. Smells. Because what happened was... The last few days I've had this very strange experience... Where I keep smelling smells from my childhood. But there's no reason for the smell. It's quite strange. Oh, we haven't had any kitty kisses. I need a cough. Wait a minute. <coughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, that's another thing. I haven't... I wasn't very well, actually, the last... With the weekend. So I'm still getting over my... I've got like a sort of a... Um, frog in my throat. <laughs> little froggy. I'm going to start by doing a little frog, I think. I wonder what a little froggy looks like. That's what I think a frog looks like. Ribbit. Ribbit. So this is episode 245. And I'm using, for this one, you can watch this as a video if you want. But hopefully it will be alright without the video. But I'm doing, um, I'm going to be using the Pentel brush pen today. For a little bit. This is one of the, this is one of my favouritest, um, like pens, it's just brilliant, but it's really hard as well. But what I like about it is it creates. It's got such amazingly random, like um, textures and stuff to it. So you sort of like, even though you're the one controlling the pen, 
the pen still it's the pen still sort of deciding what's going to come out you don't know what's going to come out and i imagine if you inked a comic or something in this it would be it would absolutely be brilliant i feel like you could do the same drawing twice with this pen even if you were copying the lines and it would still be it would still be completely different because of the quality of the lines but the thing I've had is I've had this very strange thing lately with this um with like smells yeah, what's happened is these smells they're like um well this is a thing it's quite hard to explain it <coughs> it's like a um it's it's reminds me of sweets but it isn't sweets it's like I can't even explain what the smell is but when I smell it I just think of my childhood and I've been I've been like in the warehouse at work or something nobody's around and I've suddenly smelt this smell which is it's strange it's not as if somebody's walked past with the smell it's almost as if these smells don't actually exist it's just my mind smelling them and that's another thing you start thinking how do you even know if smells really exist and like somebody else might smell the smell differently or something but so that's the first thing and it links in with farts <laughs> so the reason I wanted to talk about farts is I was at work this morning I can't remember what I was doing I was cleaning the toilets I think and I just farted <laughs> like in I just started laughing because I've and what it is is the thing with farts is they're funny and I don't know why they're so funny but it makes I think to myself, if I was a creator and I'd create these creatures, these humans, and one of the things with these humans is most of them have got this thing about self-consciousness and self... What's it called? What's it called? Self... Social... Self... That thing where you're self-conscious that's it the thing where you're self-conscious of other people so it's like an embarrassing thing so they've got inside of them this pre-built thing of being very like um self-conscious of other people but then the thing with farts is they're so random and so it's almost like farts is the way farts is a very good way of of letting go of um of like a, a sort of like a social anxiety thing because if you're around somebody and you can fart it's very relaxing it's very liberating to be able to fart in front of someone and not sort of care about it for me i think that's almost like the ultimate sign of trust really but wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if you could just fart whenever you wanted and not feel embarrassed about it? And there's no reason why you couldn't. And I've, also, I've watched something on telly once 
back in the old days. And somebody was in Japan or something. Oh, I know who it was. It was um, Carl Pilkington. Yeah, Carl Pilkington, he's an idiot abroad. And what happened was, they, he was with these Japanese people on a bus. And they were all just farting and burping. And they didn't, they didn't care about it. They were just letting it out. Which I think is a much nicer way to do it. Because, why is it that most people are afraid to fart in front of people and stuff like if I was at work and I farted I'd probably feel quite if I was in front of someone and farted I'd feel quite embarrassed but really there's no need to reminds me of um, something my sister said once my sister said she went to work once and there was a lady there quite an old lady she was um, a very sort of well to do lady and she was bending over, like doing some packaging or something. And as she bent over, she farted. <laughs> and she went, ooh! Like she didn't expect it to come out. And that's what I'm saying. If I was the creator, I would put things like that into the system. If God is if God is up there, like watching us, almost like a, like a reality TV show, farts would be one of the best things. Especially if the creator, like God or something... If, imagine if the creator has a button which they could push and it made you fart. So they could sit there and at the most sort of maximum moment of um, funniness, they could push the button and make you fart. So how do you not know that's what's happening? So like that person gets embarrassed. And then the other thing is, it could literally be nothing but an experiment. In other words, that lady might have some sort of that might just have been one of her little experiments, like the creator saying, "Let's see how this, let's see how this one reacts if we make them fart in front of someone." So it might just be like a little sort of, just like a little test thing, but I do think to myself, farts for me, farts are almost like a proof that somebody, somebody created us. That's what I'm thinking. Why else would we have farts? Because farts are funny as well. That's like why are farts so funny? Like the sound of them and everything. So it just makes me think. I just think that there's something more to farts than meets the eye. But what I was also wondering, what I was also thinking was, imagine if you. Because the thing is, you fart, nobody really knows it's you. Unless there's only two of you. So even if you farted, you can say, I didn't fart. And nobody really can prove it. But then I thought to myself, imagine if when everyone, imagine if every time someone farted, imagine if like gas, like a coloured gas come out. So you can actually see who farted. <laughs> That would be quite funny as well. But then I think that would kind of ruin it a little bit. Because I think if that was the way it was, I think it that I think that would stop us actually being anxious about it. So if the system is set up with the intention of making us feel anxious about farts, it's best that there is no visual representation of it. But then I was also thinking to myself, 
I wonder if there's like animals or something which can actually see the farts. Because like some animals can see different. Indeed, like because the fart might actually have a a sort of frequency to it. Like a so it might actually have a cut in in a certain a bit like infrared or something. You need a special camera to see it. There might actually be a way to see farts, like gases and that. But that was just something I thought about. But I thought I did think to myself, if I was a creator, I would definitely have, I would definitely have put farts into the system, because <laughs> they're, oh, they're brilliant. They are. And the other thing that's good about farts is, you can be in this really emotional experience, like say almost like. You know, like in the form of depression or something, somebody farts and you start laughing. So, like, the fart could actually save you. The other thing here is the moonlight. So, this morning, when I come out, when I went, was I was walking to work, it was absolutely freezing, but super clear sky. It was absolutely super clear sky. You can see like the stars and stuff, but the the moon. I almost said the sun, because that's what it was like. The moon was actually like a light bulb, a light bulb, a ball of light in the sky. And I was just I was looking at it, thinking there's no, there's no way that is actually reflecting light. For me, that was it was a creating light. So I like I started thinking: Is it possible that the moon is somehow creating light? And there's no way to ever know that. But another thing I've noticed is: if you look at the moon like that, if you look at it, it looks like it. it at first, it will look just like white or something. But then when you when you like sort of stare at it. It's almost like the light the light dims a bit and you can start seeing all the little um like the features of the moon. So it's almost as if it's almost like your eyes need a little bit of time to adjust. That's how bright the moon is. So that was it really. I was just I just found it a bit sort of curious how bright the moon is. That's it for that one. And then the other thing was that it's a full moon. It was a full moon last night. Which I always find that quite... Quite interesting. Oh, I was also thinking about the... You know that star that I've... On the... Not the podcast lately, I've been talking about this star in the sky. What happens is, in the morning... When as it's starting to get light, there's always one star left on its own. Like, in other words, that star is the brightest star. And I was wondering to myself, I wonder if that's the same star that they talk about in the Bible with Jesus, like when he's going after the thing. And then you start thinking, how mad is that? That thousands of years ago, maybe somebody was looking up at the sky. 
and they were looking at exactly the same thing as me. So what I like about that is, whilst the earth is changing, like a hundred years ago, well a thousand years ago, it would probably look completely different to have walked outside. There would be no buildings. like So it would have looked a lot different. But yet the sky, pretty much, is probably going to look the same. But then it's that thing again about if you're up close, if you're looking, if I'm sure if you zoomed in on those stars, it's completely different. But because you're so far away from it, it looks the same. That's what I was thinking. And the next thing is dreams. So what I've got going on here is, the only thing that springs to mind is I'm thinking about, if you've got a lot of stuff, at the moment I've got a lot of things on my mind. And what I've noticed is, if you've got a lot of stuff on your mind, or at least for me, it seems to affect my dreams. Almost as if, it's almost as if having something on your mind sort of um, gets in the way of dreams. So what I'm wondering is, if when you're going to sleep at night, if you've got something on your mind, is it possible what happens is, instead of having a load of energy to go off and have a load of dreams that you want, like lucid dreams or something, maybe what's happening is all that energy is going into processing the thing that's on your mind. <clears throat> and maybe what's happened is, because it's such a sort of, what would I say... Because it's such like a um, complex thing or something, maybe you can't, maybe you're not supposed to remember it or something. Or maybe, I don't know, but what I'm, that's what I'm thinking, that what happens is, when you're going to sleep at night, you're either, you're either processing things that's on your mind, or you're sort of exploring other worlds and stuff. And what I'm thinking is, if you've got nothing on your mind, you're, it's almost like you're free at night time to go off and explore. So you have all these beautiful dreams and stuff. But if you've got stuff on your mind, it's almost like it's almost like a little trapdoor goes up and it stops you exploring. Which, if that is what's happening, I find that quite nice, actually. Because it's almost like, it's as if the dream won't let you take baggage out into the open sort of thing. So it might just be like a sort of a safety thing. Something that's all I'm thinking at the moment though. Cause I've noticed I've noticed it a lot. When I've got stuff on my mind, I tend to have a lot less of a, a dream recall. I have started reading that book by Carlos Castaneda, the dream one. I can't remember what the name of it is. It's brilliant so far. And what I like about him is, it feels like magical. Yeah, it feels magical. Because he's talking about, um, what he's, well, he's been talking about stuff. And I'm going to go and get the book, actually.
was talking about something here the other day, and it just, I thought, this is unbelievable. Where is it? The book's called The Art of Dreaming by Carlos Castaneda. Oh. I'm trying to find, um, yeah, look, he's talking about, like, um, look, what's this? It has nothing to do with what we normally perceive as the body. It is part of the luminous egg, which is our energy self. So he's talking about the energy self. See, th this is what I'm thinking. When we're going to sleep at night, I feel like there is something to do with energy. And you've only got a certain amount of energy. And I feel like going out exploring, out of body and stuff, it must require energy to do that. But at the same time, if you're spending all your day with something on your mind, that's probably just taking away all your energy. He says, through energy currents, jolts of energy originating outside or inside our energy shape. These are usually unpredictable currents that happen randomly, but with sorcerers, they are very predictable currents that obey the sorcerer's intent. Yeah, but he's basically, what he's doing is he's talking about, like, um, the, he's been talking about stuff that I've been experiencing. The out of body and there was something he said the other day when I was reading this, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, look at this, look. He called it the crucial. In the course of his teachings, Don Juan repeatedly discussed and explained what is considered the, de the decision, the decisive finding of the sorcerers of integrity. He called it the crucial feature of human beings as luminous balls, a round spot of intense brilliance, the size of a tennis ball permanently lodged inside the luminous ball flush with its surface about two feet back from the crest of a person's right shoulder blade now what so he's talking about this thing where he's talking about this this like energy ball thing that we've that all of us have got behind us almost like sort of as we're moving around it's like it's like attached to us and what it made me think of was like a, a somebody with a video camera almost like I, what I'm thinking is that ball of energy that he's talking about what's he called it the luminous ball of energy on our on our what was it on our right shoulder on a person's right shoulder blade that makes me think of like a like um somebody holding a video camera so what you've got is the video camera is the thing that's looking at the that's looking at everything and taking it all in but the person behind the camera is the one actually controlling the camera so that's what i was thinking it made me think of that like this this ball of energy that's behind us it's the ball of energy that to me i think is like the aware our awareness or something i don't know but um, this is brilliant this book i can already tell it is I can't wait to really get into this. But what I do is, the thing with me is, when I'm reading, if something 
strikes me as exciting, I have to mark it off. There's one here. Yeah, he's also talking, he starts talking about stuff which is a bit like remote viewing. So what I'm saying is, once again, this is another situation where I feel like everything's the same. Like remote viewing, lucid dreaming, out of body. They're all, they're all the same sort of thing. It's the same thing. And what I notice is, sometimes people will talk about something and they're explaining something else without realising it. But it's only because I've like looked into the other thing that I can see. It's like you're connecting these dots. I found a pencil the other day as well. Do you know those like traditional Strattler ones, the yellow and black ones? I found a red and black one on the floor. But I think the yellow and black one is more iconic. I've got a yellow and black one somewhere, but I, you don't very often see the red and black ones. So I thought I'd pick it up. It's a 2H. It's a 2H, that is. That's all I've got for dreams at the minute. And then the other thing I was going to talk about was nature. This is a little bit like um, the dream thing. What I've noticed is I've actually, I've not been as connected to nature lately. Again, I've got a lot of things on my mind at the minute. And I'm wondering whether, it's weird, I find it very weird actually. Like the best thing for you would be to go out into nature, but yet when you've got a lot of stuff on your mind, the last thing you want to do is the things that's good for you. It's quite weird, that. Which is probably, again, the mind. That's it, that's it. But, yeah, well, what it is, is it's so cold as well. But what I'm going to do is, apparently, it's going to be... Potentially snowing on the weekend. So what I'm going to do is, if it does snow, I'm going to go out and record the podcast in the snow. It'll be a walk and talk in the snow. <laughs> That's going to be cool. The last time it snowed properly round here was, I think it was about four years ago. Something like that. And I actually went out and took some photos in the snow. I love the snow, but I, I feel like I damaged my fingers that day because it was so cold. And ever since then, my finger has sort of been insanely sensitive to the cold. They've always been sensitive to the cold, but that ever since that day, it got even worse. I do like this brush pen. It feels um it feels beautiful to use this. That's it for that. All I've they've got another thing here. I had a very deep thought this morning. 
What if nothing exists but a ball of energy existing? Ah, this is quite interesting. What if what we really are is those balls of energy behind our shoulder? So maybe the maybe the human body is almost like a robot. Yeah, what if the human body is like a robot? And what we really are is this ball of energy which is attached to the human body. We think we're inside of the body, but really we're actually inside of this ball of energy. So like we're sort of controlling this body, but we're not the body. Very much like a cameraman. The cameraman doesn't think he's the the camera but they're like they're entangled with each other yeah so I had this weird thought what I do sometimes I think about people I love dying and I can really feel what it feels like for them to no longer exist and you get this proper sadness but it's like a beautiful sadness and what happened this morning was I was thinking and I thought to myself what about what if what happens is when we die we suddenly realise that all we are is a ball of energy existing in nothingness and there is nothing there is no people there never was any people because all it was was this ball of energy thinking it's like the ball of energy thought these people in its head or inside of this ball of energy it thought about these people but they didn't really exist so in other words no, nobody actually existed how weird would that be and I felt really sad about that to think that nobody really existed And then I also thought to myself, imagine if when you die, imagine if what happens is you end up in the void, like the darkness, you're aware that you exist, so you can feel yourself inside of this darkness, but there's nothing there, there's nothing there, you've got no ability to create anything with your imagination, you can't feel nothing, you've got no senses, all you've got is an awareness of existing. And that's it for the rest of eternity. Imagine that. You couldn't even go to sleep. You couldn't go to sleep. You couldn't like daydream and imagine something. You wouldn't be able to do anything. You would just have to sit there. Knowing that you exist. In the darkness. And that's it. <laughs> that was a bit weird. And then I thought to myself. What if that's what's happened? What if what we really are is something that's actually like that? It's a ball of energy that's just... It's the only thing left on in the universe. The only thing, that it, the only thing left is this, is this ball of energy, which is what you are. And you're never-endingly existing. So what you've done is you've just decided to basically create in your head this life so you've gone into this life because you've 
but really you're you're still really you're you're there do you see what I mean in other words but then that's the other thing all these people that are in your life they don't really exist the, the only thing that exists is is you that was a bit weird but all that's left is this week's inspirational quote little Dennis was very quiet on this one I do hope you enjoyed this next week's podcast if it's sunny no if it's snowing it's going to be out in the snow if it's not snowing what's it going to be I'm not sure but the one after that will be the one after that is going to be Christmas day I think so that'll be a Christmas sing song (laughs) but little Dennis has said it's game over and I think there's a dog downstairs barking I'm not sure if you can hear that there's a little doggy downstairs barking so I think he's had enough as well <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that and what I'm going to do is little Dennis is going to pick out a page in this book I'm going to try and find a nice little quote The Shadows World You must be extremely careful for you're about to fall prey to the inorganic beings dun 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 Don Juan said to me quite unexpectedly after we had been talking about something totally unrelated to dreaming his his statement caught me by surprise as usual I attempted to, to defend myself you don't have to warn me I'm very careful I assured him the inorganic beings are plotting he said I sense that and I can console myself by saying that they set traps at the beginning and in this manner undesirable dreamers are effectively and permanently screened out. Ah, this is interesting. That That's a little bit like sort of what I was talking about earlier. About the thing where, where is it? I'm saying well, like when you're dreaming... I feel, I think there is ways. This also reminds me a bit of false awakenings. Yeah, I'm sure there are entities in the dream realm who are basically trying to stop you bringing information back into the waking state. I'm sure of that. And I think the way, one of the ways they do it is they have these false awakenings. What what it does is you. You're in a dream, you've gotten this bit of information, which if you can wake if you can take that bit of information into the waking state, in other words, if you can wake yourself up with that information, it could really help you. But I feel like there's there's entities inside of the dream which they don't want you to wake up with that information. So what I did what they do is when you, you're trying to wake yourself up, I feel like they can actually Again, it's all energy. I think they've got a way of sort of channeling your energy. So instead, your energy is about to get back into your body, but they can, they can like divert your energy into another body. So you wake up, but you're not really awake. You're still dreaming. It's a false awakening. And if that happens enough times, there's more. The more and more that happens, the more chance there is of you forgetting the information that you wanted to wake up with. 
So this is the, is this this is why it's a great skill to be able to wake up with information from a lucid dream or something. Especially after a string of false awakenings, well, what happens is you you get to a point where your your desire to keep to keep that information and wake up with it has to become stronger than the desire of the dream or whatever it is that's trying to stop you waking up. And it might actually even be a part of you that doesn't want you to wake up with that information. So even if it is you doing it, there's like an internal battle going on between a part of you that wants to keep this information and a part of you that doesn't want to. But for some reason, I can't help but feel that there are beings inside of the dream realm that don't want... Look, they don't want us to basically evolve. That's what I'm thinking. The Shadows World, chapter number six. So this week's inspirational quote, it goes to Don Juan. You must be extremely careful... For you're about to fall prey to the unorganic beings. <laughs> now actually, this week's inspirational quote. The inorganic beings are plotting. I quite like that. Look, because the second gate of dreaming is reached and crossed. Only when a dreamer learns to is- isolate and follow the foreign energy scouts. This is brilliant. This is all about energy. And this is another thing you see. What I've noticed a lot in the dream realm is, especially in lucid dreams, what will happen is, these you'll have a you'll have a dream figure there, and if you get sort of tempted into this by this dream figure, it will take you into another dream. Again, all it is is energy. This is why I think dreaming is so powerful because it's about, for me, it's like training. It's about training yourself with energy. So I hope you enjoyed this one. Waking up in another dream or changing dreams is the drill devised by the old sorcerers to exercise a dreamer's capability to isolate and follow a a scout. Yeah, waking up in another dream. See, this is what... This is the thing with the false awakenings as well. The thing with the dream realm is it's way more it's way more sort of complicated than simply going to sleep and dreaming. The dream realm has got layers of dreaming. And I'm thinking it's some sort of multi-dimensional thing in all directions. So it's not just like you've got a dream within a dream within a dream. I think you've got dreams within dreams within dreams, which are also side by side with other dreams. So like you, it's not just like going up and down the dream realm, you're going sideways as well, and probably forwards and backwards. This is why I love it. So, this week's inspirational quote, the inorganic beings are plotting. Yeah. <laughs>